Rebecca. The book of, somebody said, Rebecca, what? <laughs> Habeka, H-A-B-A-K-K-U-K. There's many ways that people pronounce it differently. One way is Habeka. Uh, he needs to come back and tell us how to pronounce his name correctly. I hear many different scholars pronounce it different ways. We started off on a give overview last night. I, I want to go back. Want to go back. We are looking at chapter two. The last verse, verse 20. And we will cover chapter 3, some of chapter 3. Um, I'm just going to read. No, I'll take that back. I'm going to read uh, chapter 2, verse 20. Well, chapter 2, verse 20. And chapter 3, verse 2. I still hear papers turning, pages turning. I'll wait. Rebecca, chapter 2, verse 20. The thought that I have is um, our God is an awesome God. And from that, the what I want us to catch out of this is how to have even though faith, even though, even though, because that's what I see in Habakkuk at the end, he really stands and say, even though, even though, regardless, I'm going to hold on to what I know about my God. My question is, what got him there? He did not start off there. So how did he come to the place that he could end up in chapter 3 saying a prayer that he says, I'm, uh, I'm supposed to be praying. I'm starting to preach. <laughs> that he can say a prayer. So even though the figs give no figs, even though there's no stock, no herd in the barns, Lord, I praise you. Lord, I praise you. What enabled him to move from complaining to praising? I believe that the secret is in verse 20. Read that with me. The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth be silent before him. Our God is an awesome God. Can you say that with me? Our God. Say it like you mean it. Our God is an awesome God. Matter of fact, let's get personal about it. My God. Oh, y'all caught that, huh? 
Let's say it again. My God is an awesome God. Father, even now, be awesome in this message. Speak to us. Allow us to see. Allow us to hear. Allow us to catch what Rebecca caught. Lord, even now, we pray. Amen. I mean, this, this is an unusual book. As I explained last night, it's a book of not the prophet talking to the people, but it's the book of the prophet talking to God and God talking back. Habakkuk had complaints because God was doing some things that just didn't make sense. He started off saying, well, how long am I going to cry? How long am I going to be brokenhearted? How long are you going to sit there and seemingly do nothing? How long are you going to allow this injustice to happen on the earth? How long are you going to allow evil to exist? How long, Lord, are you going to let things be out of control? Have you ever felt like that? God answers, and, and the answer he gives, Rebekah didn't like. So Rebekah complained some more and said, hey, Hey, you got to explain this to me because how in the world you going to allow things to get worse before they get better? How in the world you going to take some folks that don't even know you, don't want to know you, to judge your own people? And at the top of, of chapter 2, he says, he says, he says I'm going to wait for my answer. I'm going to go up on my tower because I, I watch to see if the enemy comes, and I'm going to wait for my rebuke. Yes, and God comes back, and God basically says, says, the word that I give is a true word, and even if it doesn't come when you want it to come, it's going to come. Some of y'all need to hear that. Though God has not shown up yet, it does not mean that God is not going to show up. Though there hasn't been a change yet, it does not mean that God's going to change some things. You know what? I believe that everything is temporary. The situation you're in right now is temporary. Matter of fact, let me get real honest about it. If things are going good, it's temporary. If you're on top of the mountain, it's temporary. See, our problem is we think that we're going to be on top of the mountain always. Let me explain something to you. Life is not like that. There's ups. There's down. There's joy. There's easy times. There's hard times. Everything under the sun is going to take place My question is, how do we make it when all H-E-L-L done broke loose? 
how do, how do we make it when we are in a prolonged season? A prolonged season. A pro I'm not going to mention what family is, but I marvel at this man and this woman because this man is married to his wife and his wife been sick for years. And his day is consumed with just taking care. Hold on, hold on. And it's not going to get any better on this side. I'm amazed when I go to the hospital and I see folks who literally because of diabetes, they started cutting the feet, cutting higher, higher, higher. And they're not going to get new legs on this side. When I went to Africa, you want to talk about poor? It's so poor that there's armed guards at the hotel. Because there is such a difference between those who have and don't, don't have that if they didn't have something like glass on the walls of the houses, of the, of the, of the fence spikes, people will climb over and take what you got. See, our gospel got to be able to be preached in India Africa, where they don't have what we have, and it got to be it got to be relevant in those in the poorest in the third world. See, this Cadillac imagine on the Thousand Hill don't preach over there, and what they need to hear is something that gives them hope in a hopeless situation. Matter of fact, you don't have to be an African. You could be sitting right here today and nobody knows what you're going through. I mean, my God, you got folks walking around with a smile on their face, but they crying on the inside. If you knew people's story, it would blow your mind. That's why you can't judge nobody else. You don't have a clue. You don't have a clue. The burden that they bear. Don't ever want to trade life with nobody. You think you got problems? They may live in a big house. They may ride a fine car. But they may be contemplating suicide every day. I believe Rebecca speaks to this. I mean, this one simple verse. I mean, adding up to this verse, he, he explained, yeah, I'm going to use the Chaldeans. Yes, I'm going to use the Babylonians who don't know me, who don't love me, who have no sense in me. I'm going to use them to, to judge Judah, but don't think that they're going to get away with what they're doing. Because after I use them, I'm going to turn around and judge them. Because through judgment, they may come to know me. Don't ever think you get away. You just temporarily got by. But whatever you, th don't be careful of the ditch you dig for somebody else. 
Because the ditch you dig for somebody else will be the ditch that you fall. Be careful how critical you are of other faults. Because with the same measure of, 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 of criticism will be measured unto you. Be careful how you open your mouth on folks. Because it has a way of coming back. After a while, you learn. If you don't have nothing good to say, don't say nothing. That I'm not going to be long. God says, in spite of all that you see, I'm still in my temple. (laughs) He says, in spite of all that may be happening in your world, I am not moved. Hold on, hold on, hold on. God is not wringing his hands about the political state of our country. When, when, when the stock market is down, God's not saying, what am I going to do? Our God is God. And our God is awesome God. I I think sometimes we need to rehearse where we came from. We need to rehearse how good he been up to now. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you know you didn't save yourself, but God saved you? He got a hold of you, and he brought you out of darkness, brought you into his marvelous light. And if you have walked any time with him, you ought to have some experience that God is good, that God is powerful. If you don't know, go back and remember what your mama and daddy told you. Remember the story that our God is awesome. You know, the, the, the Old Testament got a way of saying it. This is what they say. Our God is a terror. You know what that means? God is so bad that if you were to get a glimpse of his glory, you will fall like you are dead. Our God is so awesome that the demons and the devils shake in their boots if they hear God is coming. Not that he has come, but they hear he's coming by. And we, his children, act like that our God is a weakling. Our God is an awesome God. When you know how awesome your God is, it changes the way. Quit walking with your head down. If you are a child of God, your head ought to be up. Even if you got only lit in your pocket, it's not about the money you got in your pocket. It's about the God that you serve. We're using the wrong measurement to measure our worth. Our worth is not based on human stuff. It's based on who you know and who knows you. I'm not talking about some famous people. I'm not talking 
talking about some politician. I'm talking about, do you know God? How can you be intimidated by a person when that person put on their pants the same Used to work at U.S. Shoes. U.S. Shoes, there was this Englishman from England who came over. He was the boss. And he just, how can I say? He played a game on folks to see how much he could get away with. And one meeting around everybody, he told this one man, because his shirt was wrinkled, told him, you look like you just got out of bed blanking. Dirty mouth. And everybody said, here he come. I looked at him and said, he's playing a game. He wants to know how far he can intimidate you. The best, the only thing he can do is give you a pink slip. But if God opened up one door, won't he open up another door? You know what? He realized, because I was looking dead in his eyes, I wasn't afraid of him. And he knew I wasn't afraid of him. And he respected me while he had other people jumping through hoops. Wait a minute. You ain't nobody. Do you know the God that I serve? My God will move you out of the way if he wants to. You know what? You, you ought to go to your job and say, my job is blessed because I'm here. You ought to tell don't tell them this because they won't understand. But you ought to be thinking, you're, you're highly favored because I'm here. Now, wait a minute. That does not give you the excuse not to do your work. Do your work as though you're doing it for the Lord that they can see they are highly favored because you are there. And when they ask why you do it so well, tell them, I'm not serving you. I'm serving God. I'm doing it as though I'm doing it on the hill. And when God get ready to lift me or move me, our God is us. I need somebody to help me. Our God is awesome God. Hey, 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 in 2012, our God is awesome God. Let's, let's make it personal. My God is awesome God. So what in the world, whatever 2012 brings, isn't our God bigger? Isn't our God greater? Isn't our God more awesomer? Even if that's not a word, I just made it a word. Habakkuk, listen to what Habakkuk says in verse 2. Oh, Lord, I have heard the, re the report about you. Listen, I have heard, not that I have experienced, but I heard from my father, I heard from my granddad, and I am in awe of you. Listen what he says as it goes on. Lord, Revive it, redo it again. In our day, 
What he's saying is the reason why we're acting the way we're acting is that we have heard of you, but we don't know you. We heard of your glory. We're, we heard of your power. But my day haven't experienced your power. And in order for us to get back to where we need to be, we need to more than hear of you. We need to experience you. And let me see if I can explain this. I believe the tougher life gets, the more of God's glory you need to see. The degree of God's glory got to be greater than the hardness of your life. That, that no matter how hard life gets, the glory of God that you have seen for yourself can sustain you because you have seen enough of him to know that he's bigger, that he's greater, that he's more awesome than what you're going through. That's what Habakkuk is really saying. The amount of glory that we have experienced of you is not great enough to sustain us, so we're acting the fool because we haven't seen enough of you. Let me see if I can prove this. Let me see if I can prove this. Remember, remember in Exodus, I think it's Exodus 32. Remember in Exodus, God is up Mount, uh, God is talking to Moses up on the mountain and Israel rise up to play. Y'all yeah, know what I'm talking about? Israel, I think it's yeah, 32 verse 7. He, they rise up to play, and, and this is the dialogue. He's given Moses the commandment, and he's been gone too long, according to Israel. And so they, they convince Aaron to make a golden calf, and God knows what's going on. And this is what God says. God says, Moses, your people. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He says this, he says, he says this, he says, the people you brought out of Egypt. Hold on. You in trouble when God begins to give you to somebody else. You in trouble when God says, you somebody else. You ain't mine. <laughs> You, you in bad shape. Look what Moses does. God, Moses says, God, didn't you know that they were the sniff-necked people? Lord, hold on. Moses says, God, your people. The people you brought out of Egypt. Moses said, no, 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 no. They ain't my people. They're... Hold on. Don't raise your hand. Don't you wish sometimes, just sometimes, you can disclaim your relatives? Just sometimes. <laughs> All of us got some folks in our family that if we could, And you be thinking to yourself, I wish you wouldn't tell everybody. I... 
look at me with that tone of look. Everybody got somebody. That sometimes you love them to death. But you know, Shanae don't know what she's talking about. You. Let me go on. Moses comes back in chapter 34. And he's looking at all these people. He pulls a lead into the promised land. And he recognized he is not equipped for the job. You would think that Moses would say, Lord, give me more power. Lord, give me more wisdom. But you know what Moses says? Show me your glory. Lord, enable for me to go through what I see I'm going to go through. I need to see you in a more abundant way. I need to see you higher than I have ever. Hold on. Moses, you saw God in the burning bush. Wait a minute. You talked to God face to face. Wait a minute. You saw the hand of God right in a tablet. Moses, you went up in the mountain that nobody else could touch the mountain unless they die. Moses, you came down and your face is shining. And you mean to tell me that what you have experienced already is not enough to keep you? He said, you don't know the task that I have before me. You don't know the trouble that I see before me. And I recognize what I have experienced of him is is not enough to keep me through what I got to go through. Some of us is trying to make it on yesterday glory. And yesterday glory is not enough to, to keep you through today's problem. You need to go back. Go back to the cross if you have to. Lay before God and tell him, I need more of your glory. Because what I have right now isn't large enough to keep me through the trouble that's coming my Sometimes the trouble we go through is to make us seek him more. Because unless trouble come, we, 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 we waltz our way through life. And God is saying, you haven't seen nothing. Are you satisfied with the little bit of me that you got? So what I'm going to do, I'm going to stir. Listen, God says, I'm going to stir up. Let's be honest. We pray more when we're going through. Let's get, let's get honest. We don't give him this prayer that we don't remember after we pray it when we go through. See, see when we go through something, Lord, help me. Lord, 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 it's me that's standing in the need. That's what Rebecca said. His people 
need it. Lord, I understand why you're sending the trouble. You're sending the trouble so that you can do miraculous, the impossible, the incredible. Because, Lord, there's a funny thing that when, when fire gets hotter, God folks begin to look up. When you are put in the fire, when you're going through the storm, there's something about us that we begin to look up to the hills. But we've coming for our help, for our help comes from the Lord. Let, 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 me, let, me, let me finish this. Let, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me finish this. Look at Isaiah. Look at him in verse 16. Chapter 3, verse 16. He says, I, I hear, I heard, and my inward parts tremble. At the sound, my lips quiver, decay into my bones, and I'm in my place. I tremble because I must wait quietly for the day of distress, for the people to arise who will invade us. Listen, listen to what he's saying. Lord, I know what you are saying is true. I looked at that verse. I looked at it in different texts, different versions. And there's a word missing that I thought would be there, but it's not. He does not say he fears. He don't want it to happen. He's not looking for it to happen. But you don't read in that verse the word Fear. You know why? When you know you're in God's hands, when you know that God is in control, when you know that the love of God got his hands all over you, when you know that in spite of what may happen, God has promised you that he will never leave you, not forsake you. And, and whether you know or not, every Christian, God has given you the promise he will never leave you, not forsake you. Don't take my word for it. Go to the book of Hebrews and find it for yourself. You know, sometimes you got to have enough word in you, enough promises in you, that when the devil begins to lie to you, and let me explain to you, the devil's always lying. He may give you part truth, but he don't give you the whole truth because he don't want you to stand on the truth. He wants you to believe a lie. He wants you to believe that your God don't care about you. But wait a minute. All you got to do is go to the cross and know that Jesus died for you. And if Jesus died for you, isn't that enough proof that God loved? That God loved? Whenever I'm in doubt yes, Lord. of my presence, mm -hmm. I go back to Calvary yes, and I tell myself, yeah. he did it for me. Yes, he didn't have to, but he, did. but he did. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Did I remember when I was as wretched, as wretched as I wanted to, it wasn't me that found God. 
but God came and got. Do I have any witnesses in the house? Do I have anybody know that God picked you out? He didn't pick you out to leave you. He didn't pick you out to let you fail. He didn't pick you out to leave you in the fire. He picked you out that you may shine for him. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Listen, listen, listen what he says. I know he don't have no fear. Look at verse 17. He says, even though the fig trees should not blossom, even though there's no fruit on the vine, even though the yield of the olive has failed, even though the field produced no food, even though the flock should be cut off from the fall, even though there's no herd, in the star. Anybody going through it even though? Is there anybody? Is there anybody if I raise your hand? Is there anybody? Listen, you either going through it even though, came out of it even though, but ready to go in it even though. See, your even though is your problem, is your trouble. And we got to have enough faith to know what we're going through and still say, even though. Is there anybody in the house got even though faith? Is there anybody in the house that can say, even though? I don't know what 2012 going to bring my way. I know who holds tomorrow. I know who holds my hand. I know I'm covered. I know that I, my God's going to work it out. I know, I know. Notice what I didn't say. I didn't say, I think. I know. I know. Is there anybody in the house that knows? Listen, let me finish up. Listen, he says, yet. Huh? I know the trouble that's coming. Yet. I know what we're going to go through, yet. I know that, that all H-E-L-L is going to break loose, yet. I will exalt, exalt, I will boast, I will brag on the Lord. Listen, I don't think we brag about him enough. Bragging me are to bless the Lord. When scripture says bless the Lord, what it's really saying is brag and boast on him. Talk about how good he is. Talk about how awesome he is. Talk about how, you know, the funny thing that happens is when you lift him up, he lifts you up. Got on the elevator. And, and the door closed. And the elevator didn't go nowhere. 
Doors open. I got off, got back on. I said, this elevator must be broke. Got back on, door closed. Didn't go nowhere. I was expecting to go up to the floor in the hospital. The elevator is supposed to take me up. It is designed to take you from one floor to the next floor. So oh, here I am flushing. What's wrong with this dumb elevator? Somebody else got it and pressed the button. I was tired that day. I was tired that day. So I act like I knew what I was doing, and I pressed my button. They probably was wondering, well, why didn't you press the button before I got on? Because evidently, you've been on the elevator. We're expecting God mm -hmm. to lift us when we haven't done our part. Yes, it Yes, sir. You got to press the button. Yes, God is not going to do for you what you can do for yourself. And if we don't open up our mouth and say so, if we don't we begin to say, wait a minute, let me take my eyes off of folks, off of stuff, and begin to exalt, to brag. See, see, you ought to have something to brag about. You ought to have something to thank him for. You ought to talk about how big your God is, how great he is. You, I mean, I mean, by yourself. Don't wait to the choir. The, the devil is good at attacking you when you are by yourself. But the truth of the matter is, if you are a child of God, you are never by yourself. The Holy Ghost is with you. Jesus, our big brother, is with us. God, our Father, is with us. And he's waiting on us to act in faith to open our to begin to say you awesome anyhow you you wonderful anyhow oh how wonderful you are I heard about you my mama and daddy told me about you you're a terrible God you're an awesome God you're a shield you're a bridge you're bread you're my provider you're my everything Lord, that's what I heard my mama and daddy said but I know for myself you're a deliverer you're a way maker you save to the utmost I know for myself he is he is an awesome God He goes on to say, yet will I rejoice. Rejoice means to be glad. Sometimes you got to brag about God until your joy comes. It's like Kool-Aid. It's like making Kool-Aid. Don't I have a pitcher of, of cold water and ice and I put in the sugar? and I put in the Kool-Aid, it's not ready to drink yet. You know what you got to do? You got to take your big spoon and you got to... 
You know what you got to do to get your joy going? You know what you got to do to get your peace going? The ingredients is there. It's already in you. But you got to take your, your, your big spoon of praise and you got to. I wonder, that, is there anybody that's stirring up their praise? Is there anybody that's stirring up their. Don't worry about what other folks think about you. They may think you're crazy. Let them think you crazy. You're crazy about Jesus. They just don't know. You're fighting for your sanity. See, some of y'all think y'all okay. Y'all about this far. You're about, you're about, you're about this far from being crazy. You're about this far from losing your other, your ever-loving mind. You, you're about this far. And if God don't keep that little bit you got, you won't beat. I said I wouldn't preach long. We're about ready to go home. We're, we're about ready to go home. We're about ready to go home. We're, we're about ready to go home. He says, look how, look how wise he done got. He said, the Lord is strength. I'm going to stretch out. I'm going to lay out on him. Let me just be real honest with y'all. All you really got is God. Folks got their own problems. They ain't studying you. And even if they do love you, ain't much they can do. If God, you know, most of us is in the, matter of fact, all of us in, in position, some of us know it. If God don't help us. Hold on, y'all didn't hear what I said, did y'all? All of us is in the position. Some of us recognize we're in that position. If God don't fix it, if God don't change it, if God don't move, if God don't step in, if God don't show up, oh, y'all don't like that, do y'all? Wait a minute, that's positive. That's positive because my God is a miracle worker. Yes, sir. My God got all power in his hands. So I'm not waiting on you. I'm waiting. I'm resting. He says, he says, he says, the Lord is my strength, which means he is all you let me ask you is the Lord on your side I'm not saying you don't need you need good friends you need people that will tell you the truth we are social beings but there's some times that God will pull you aside and it's just you and you can fuss and you can kick and you can cry, and you can fight, but when God get through with you, won't you come out with a new attitude? Won't God change? You know what, sometimes it's not about God changing our circumstance. It's about God changing us. 
And when he changed us, your circumstance, you just said, Psh. Matter of fact, do that with me. Psh. Psh. Know what that means? Psh. You brush it off. Yeah, I know I got problems. Yeah, I know. Psh. Why? Because my God is an awesome God. My God is a right now God. Hold on, hold on. We're going home. 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 We're going, we're, going, we're going home. Please sit down. We're going home. We're going home. Be quiet now. Don't stir me up. We'll be here for the next. Don't take much. Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. He gives me high. You, you would see this reference in the Old Testament. You would see this reference in the Psalms. You would see David use it continuously. You see them use this about the warriors of Israel when they were some bad shut your mouth. You, 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 would, you would read this. And, and that there are a number of references that go with this. Number one is swiftness of feet. They could run. These bad boys could run. These boys would run down their enemies. These, these boys were swift and could run for a long time. They were some bad shut your mouths. Heard of one guy, one, one of David's soldiers was so bad, he didn't want to kill the guy chasing him because the guy was his brother's friend. And he told him, leave me alone. He said, go on. He's running now. He's running away from He said, go ahead. Leave me alone. I don't want to fight you. And, and the guy was swifter than him, and he took his spear, turned it backwards, and while the guy was chasing it, he went, vroom. Bad, shut your mouth. One guy had a sword, and he killed over 800 people with a sword till the sword clung to his hand, and he could not let go of the sword. One guy, just for fun, there were some lions in a pit. It was snow. He jumps down in a pit with a sword just to test his own skills. Bad. <laughs> he was a bad. David was a bad boy. Kill a bear, kill a lion, kill a giant. And these was guys that was behind him that God had anointed. So when it says hind feet, it's talking about that ability. But here there's another, there's another reference to it. There's an added reference to it. So he watches some, some, some documentary, and they was talking about goats and their ability to climb. And this goat, it was a post, wooden post, like a four-inch diameter post, and the goat jumped up and landed with all four hoofs on the post. And stood there had the ability to point his hooves down and his ability of balance. Realms are cousin to goats. And there are places up in the snowy mountains that only the, the realms can go. They, they live at the high levels. They live at the levels that, that no other animal can climb the cliff, but they're able to take a two-inch ledge, point up their hoof, balance themselves, 
and climb and jump. The only animal that, that in, at, that's almost at that level, that is their enemy, is the snow leopard. But even there are places where they go that he can't go. Listen to what he says. He said, make our feet like hinds feet so that we may go to the high levels. If I'm not mistaken, according to somebody, he said, so I may go to my high places. Hold on. Did you know that God has a personal high place for you? It's your place of peace. It's your place of joy. It's your place that regardless of the ills, regardless of the hardship of life, if you allow God to take you there, that it's your place where, where you, where, where, where just, just, just in spite of praise, in spite of, some of us, every time we open up our mouth, it's something negative. What that means is we haven't climbed high enough. Because when you get high enough, all of a sudden, it's a different atmosphere. The air is different. The weather is different. And when you're there, you can't help but praise God. God becomes your every. Matter of fact, did you know the higher you go, the better look you got? You see things from a different perspective. See, some of us, we're seeing it from an earthly perspective. You know what you need to do? Climb a little higher. Oh, y'all don't hear me. We need to climb for 2012. We need to climb a little higher. Because the higher you go, the higher your praise, the higher you go, the more glory you see, the more glory you see. The more you praise him, the more you praise him, the more the elevator go up, the higher the elevator goes up, the more the devil can't touch you. The stuff that used to mess with you last year can't touch you this year. You know why? You got a higher place of praise. The stuff that used to blow your mind last year won't blow your mind this year because God is taking you higher. You might have to go through something, but God will get you to the place that you don't even notice that you're going through. Because if he walks with you, if he talks with you, if he holds you, if he speaks to you, won't he make everything? Won't he make everything? Won't he make everything? Won't he make everything? I'm not worried about it anymore. I'm not complaining anymore. I done stepped up a little bit higher. I have seen the glory of God. I know my God is an awesome God. I know my God is a terrible God. Though the fig trees is barren, though the enemy is on their way, Lord, I would trust you. 
Lord, I will trust you. I will hold on to you. And when I can't hold on to you, hold on to. Yes, Lord I don't know how he does it, but he'll take the flame out. He'll take the heat out the fire. I don't know how he does it, but while you are being pressed, he'll put a space between you and your enemy. I don't know how he does it. Though they come by a thousand, before they get to you, they will fall at your feet. I don't know how he does it. He'll give you something to shout about when there's nothing to shout about. My question today, if I was you, I would not enter into 2012 without Jesus. I wouldn't enter into 2012 without Jesus. He's the best thing that could ever happen. Matter of fact, don't, don't take my word for it. Let me just ask a question. Is there anybody in here who believe that Jesus is the best thing that ever happened to you? Is there anybody? Is there anybody? Just raise your hand. Just give God some praise. Is he the best thing that ever happened to you? Are you sure he's the best thing that ever? For somebody that don't know that, all these people can't be wrong. They have experienced him. Because they place their faith in him. And when you place your faith in him, he's going to move. It's like me walking in that elevator. I could not experience the movement of the elevator till I press the button. You coming to church without putting your faith in him is like you going in the elevator but you didn't press the button. So you don't understand why we are excited. Well, we're excited because we done pressed the button and God done made a move in our lives. But until you apply faith and ask him in your life, you are still going in and out the elevator without pressing the button to be moved. By faith, I say, Lord, I need you. I bring nothing to the table. You have everything. You made me. You created me. I trust you. Hold on. Another picture. If you want to get higher than the second floor, press the next button. Don't stay on that same floor with that same praise, with that same, come on up. It's better the higher you go. And we can go as high as we want to. Will you come with me in 2012? And let's go higher. Let's press the next button, then the next button, then the next button, then the next button, then the next button. Because I believe we haven't seen anything yet. 
I believe we haven't experienced anything yet. But we got to step in and press the button. It's there. It's ours. We just got to press the button. What is going to cost you? Going to cost you time. Going to cost you getting in in the Lord's face. It's going to cause you to praise Jesus even more. It's going to cause you to spend some time in the Word and in prayer. It's going to cost you something, but the pay, but the pay, but the fruit, but the benefits is worth it. Salvation don't cost you anything, but the walk with Him. is going to come. I got ministers here who are ready to pray with you, is ready to talk.